Today is the 9th of February, 2021. And so in this practice, we all wish to develop. And, uh, but in order to develop, we need to walk along the correct path. And this right path is that of the Noble Eightfold Path. Or we can summarize this into sila, samadhi, and panya, into virtue, collectedness of mind and wisdom. And if we walk this way, this will give rise to maga, pala, to the path, to the fruits. And so there are four of these paths, there are four fruits, and there's one, nibbana. And so there's uh, sotapati, maka, and pala, and then Sakadagami, Magarampala, uh, Anagami, Magarampala, and Arahanta, Maga, and Pala. And these all arise through this path, the practice, the correct path of practice. And even though the Buddha has passed into Phanam Dibbana, it's still possible for us to gain the fruits of this, for us to see the Dhamma, to attain to the Dhamma. And because the Dhamma it gives results independent of time, it's akaliko. And even if we were to be born during the time of the Buddha, but we didn't practice, or we did practice, but what we were doing was outside of this noble path, then we wouldn't attain to these fruits. So just like Venerable Subhata, who had doubts, and the Buddha taught him to relieve these doubts, and he took those teachings and put them into practice. And he established his mind in samadhi, and the samadhi was very full, was complete, and then he went about reflecting upon his body, upon feelings, upon the mind. And as he was looking up at the sky, it was the bright full moon, but a cloud passed in front of it and made it murky. And then he reflected back upon his own heart and saw that when the aramanas, the sense impressions, come in through the mind, they also make the mind gloomy. And so he saw, saw all things as being inconstant, as being stressful, as being not self. And he attained right there. And all of the paths and the fruits, you know, all the stages of uh, Sotapanna, of Sakatagami, Anagami, Arahant, they all came together at one point, at one time. He attained to the fruits of arahantship right there. And so when we are traveling, um, for those who are intelligent, they'll travel on the right path. For those who lack intelligence, however, they'll just um, go on the paths of the world. And time just passes away and carries on going and we can't get it back. So the Buddha asked us, what are we doing with our time? What are we doing right now? The path that leads towards brightness, the way of radiance, is that of sila, samadhi, and banya. And uh, when we find out about this path, we need to go about walking it. Uh, because if we don't walk it, then we won't get the results of it. If we're stuck in delusion, then we'll that will be the cause for us to experience old age, sickness, and death. And, but those who have the barami, who have the spiritual maturity, um, they'll be able to meet with this path, they'll be interested in it, and they'll be able to walk further along it. So the correct path is 
We can either call it dana, sila, bhavana, of generosity, virtue, and uh, cultivation, or sila, samadhi, and panya, of virtue, collectedness of mind, and of wisdom. And these, this is the correct path. And it's really important um, to find this path. It's something that's not easy to come about. As we see now in this present day and age, um, there are many bits of technology that are coming out, but all of them you need a password to get into, just like the smartphones that we use. You know, the programs that uh, these uh, phones or computers run, you need a password to get into those as well. And so to use a phone to connect to the uh, Wi-Fi, you need a code to get into it. And we need the correct code. And also we use keys as well. So we have our house keys, we have keys for the room. Um, and so these all have locks on them and we need the correct key to open these up. And nowadays also to turn on the lights or to turn on the air conditioning, uh, we can just use our voice, we can give an order, but we need to give the right order. You know, to turn on the air conditioning, um, then we need to say, uh, hey Siri, please turn on the air conditioning, please turn on the AC. And we need to phrase this in the right way so that the program is able to understand us. And then the light will turn on, or the air conditioning will turn on. And so we need to say it in a way that uh, follows the way that it's been set up. And so for the practice, we also need a code, but this code has already been revealed to us. It's that of Sila Samadhi Panya, it's this noble path. And so this path uh, is composed of uh, right view, uh, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, uh, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. And these uh, will come into this path of sila, samadhi, and banya. And this is the code, this is the path that we use, and that which is able to cure all our suffering. Uh, but usually the mind is embedded in great amounts of delusion. And so uh, we need to teach our minds that, that really this isn't right, that ignorance tells us that there's a self, and you teach ourselves that there's no self. And uh, the mind is deluded um, in this way. It gets bound up by this delusion. And all throughout the day, there's constantly the self. There's always a self, a self, a self that arises. This me, me, me that comes up. And in our lives, it's a huge amount, the amount of selves that arise. And we can see... Um, that just within this present life, that whenever our eyes perceive a form, whenever we smell something, we hear something, we taste something, we touch something, or there's a thought that arises, um, alongside this, there's always a me that comes up. I am the one who sees, I smell, I hear, I feel happy, I feel suffering. It's always taken personally. So during just one day, this feeling of a self can arise many hundreds of thousands of times, even millions of times. And it's just in the space of one single day. 
And so within one week, one month, one year, how many times does the self come up? And uh, it's so frequent that it becomes really heavy, it becomes so compacted within our hearts that it binds over our hearts. But it's not the case that we can't solve this, that we can't fix the situation. And because the Buddha revealed all these ways of practice, this isn't an esoteric teaching. And he's told us the way to solve our wrong views, to fix them, to turn them into right views. So we can teach our hearts anew, teach them this correct knowledge. That avijja, ignorance, tells us that there's a me, there's a mine. So we have to teach our minds again. We have to turn on the switch. And when avijja comes up and there's always the sense of self, then the heart becomes very dark. But when we teach our minds that there's no me, there's no mind there, and then the heart becomes bright, this light arises. It's just that we teach our minds in this way less frequently than avijja, ignorance, is instructing our minds. And so our minds stay dark. And they have this wrong view there. So we need to try to change these views that we have. And we need to use the correct means to do that. We need to teach our minds so that they take things in terms of not-self. But in the beginning, the sense of self, it's buried so deeply, it's so firm within our minds, it really covers over our hearts. Um, This sakayaditi, self-view, it's very deeply embedded. Whenever our minds start to proliferate, now what's happening is avijja, ignorance, is giving rise to sankharas. And our minds just follow this. So we need to look after our minds, having our awareness there centered on the mind. Whenever we're walking, standing, sitting, lying down, we have mindfulness. If we're drinking, we're eating, we're speaking. Whatever we're doing, uh, we have mindfulness. We teach ourselves that there's no me there, there's no mind there. Whatever feelings arise in the heart, We teach ourselves this is not self. We train our minds in this way. And sometimes emptiness arises. This gets uh, born, but it's only temporarily. In the beginning, however, we must get an understanding of this path of practice, uh, the path that leads us to anatta, to not self. And perhaps we perceive all things as being conventions, and emptiness arises due to this. We gain knowledge that there's no true self there. We gain an understanding into the nature of conventions, that all beings in this world are stuck in old age, sickness and death, and no one's able to escape. We can draw a comparison to the present day and age with the COVID virus that's spreading around. And many people have died due to this. But even though many have passed away, those who have contracted this virus and recovered from it are far greater. And all people who get sick, they want to get better. But suppose that there was another virus that appeared. And there wasn't one single person in this world who didn't get that virus. That ever since... Uh, We were born, right from the day we were born, we all got this virus. 
and there's no medicine to cure it. No one was able to find a cure to this. And this then becomes the cause for people to die, this virus. And some people die from it um, as a child. And some people in middle age. And some people when they're old. And we don't know when we're going to pass away due to this. But all people who get this virus, they need to die from it. Everyone in the world. And if we understand this clearly, if we're in that situation and we really get a clear idea of what's going on, then we'll wake up. And uh, if there was a time when this virus was uh, getting really strong, um, we didn't know, sorry, if, if there was another virus and it was spreading around and, um, and we knew that it was closing in on us, it was getting really close to us, and it was a very deadly virus. And it was coming any day now. It would reach us. And uh, we know that if we got it, we'd die very quickly. Then we would all really wake up. We'd be afraid. And for those people who had Dhamma, they would try to find a refuge within their own hearts. So if we see the Dhamma, then we see that really things are just like this. And we try to find a way out. Try to find a way to practice, to develop our hearts, to raise them up. And really this way of practice is that of sila, samadhi and banya. But in the beginning, however, even though we know about this path, there are still many things that obstruct the way. And these are the kilesas, the defilements. And they're very thick. They can be really strong. Greed, hatred, and delusion that can be firmly embedded. And they just don't give in. We want for these things to go away, uh, to extract them from our hearts, but they're really strong, they're sturdy. But we really need to be intent, to be focused, um, and try to succeed, and try to pass through these in order to get to the highest goal, to be relieved from all our suffering. In order to meet with these teachings and meet with this path, it's really not an easy occurrence. And the Buddha had to find this way first. He had to attain to awakening first. And then he had the kindness and the compassion for all beings to help us all out. So in the beginning we have the sense of self in our minds and we have these defilements there, there's delusion there and no one's able to take these out for us. We're the ones who need to apply this way of practice ourselves. We need to, to uh, kind of volunteer for this ourselves. And just like when we use different applications or programs, um, they'll ask us if we accept uh, the causes or the, the t terms and conditions. And if we don't accept that, then we're not able to use it. But if we agree to those, we're able to get past, and we're able to, to get to the next stage. And so it's the same for this path of practice, that we need to agree to take up this path, to go against these defilements, 
And then we're able to move on to the next stage. Even though the, the Buddha taught us then what to do, how we have to practice, how we have to proceed. So for the Buddha to attain to awakening, it really wasn't something easy. And because he was awakened, we've, we've been able to meet with this path of practice in this life. And so having met with these teachings, we need to hurry up, we need to walk quickly, walk towards brightness. Because the time we have left in this world is steadily decreasing. It's just um, similar to like if the uh, bacteria or this virus was spreading around uh, uh, more and more quickly. Um, We know that the time we have left is less and less. So we shouldn't be heedless. We should carry on... uh, with these teachings, applying them, um, using this password, password that the Buddha gave us, the password of the Dhamma. And so we teach our minds that physicality, it's impermanent, it's inconstant. And when we understand this, then emptiness arises in our hearts, and we see with clarity. We see that the shore of the world the shore of attachment, of craving, it's like this. And the shore of the Dhamma is something else. But it's like if there were 180 uh, ropes that were binding us. And um, each day we tried to cut away one of them. Perhaps we saw this world as being empty and our attachment towards it uh, was relieved. And then we'd be able to, to be freed from that attachment, but we couldn't just go for good, because initially there are 108 ropes that were binding us, but we've only cut one, so there are 179 left, and those are pulling us back. So we get pulled back and we contemplate into this body again, seeing it as being empty, and we're able to cut one more of them. But still, there are 178 that are pulling us back. But as we carry on, we put in our efforts, we do this every single day, we abandon the sense of self. In the beginning, everything uh, comes together, our minds gather together, and real knowledge arises. We're able to pass over uh, this world, we're able to change our views. And so this starts off little by little, this practice, but one day we see things with great clarity. We see that really there is no true self here. And right at this point is where we see, and we get a really deep feeling for the goodness, the virtues of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. That when the Buddha taught Venerable Anya Kondanya, he taught just like this. And we understand that clearly. And we see the Buddha, and we see the Dhamma. So this path of sila, samadhi, and panya is that which is able to change our wrong views. And this is something that we do need to do to change our views. And it's not beyond our abilities if we are sincere. So the paths and the fruits of sotapanna, of sakadagami, anagami, arahant, um, these are all there, all there for us if we are sincere, if we're focused. 
And we do have the sincerity, the monks, uh, the Thai monks and the monks from overseas uh, do have this firm intent. And the great teachers, they've practiced themselves. They've found this path of practice and they've taught it. So we need to do it. And if we contemplate every day, we have mindfulness over our bodies and over our minds, um, then our minds will collect together into peace. And we need to carry on this practice until that does happen. We all need to really walk along this path of sila, samadhi, and panya. We need to do it. We need to put in our efforts. And if we do, then we will see the Dhamma. We will attain to the Dhamma. And so may you all set your hearts on this.